I actually think that we talk about the emotional challenges of diabetes in the wrong way. What I mean by that is that we focus too much on the emotions. We focus on the burnout, the depression, the anxiety. While those things are important to recognize because they're in your face all the time and that's what you're feeling, I think that what we need to really focus on in emotional health with diabetes is not only those things, but we want to focus on the end goal. And the end goal is not necessarily not to feel those things. The end goal is the answer to this question. What will you be able to do if those things didn't get in your way? Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. One question that comes up a lot for people is, what does it mean to be emotionally healthy with type 1 diabetes? And maybe more importantly, how will you know when you are emotionally healthy? What will that look like for you in your life? So often, we talk about the negative emotions of type 1 diabetes, but we talk about them in really vague terms, talking about stress or burnout or overwhelm. And those are great starts in describing the negative emotional experience, but they're also not very specific. It can feel overwhelming to have those feelings because you actually don't know what you're actually feeling. On the same note, it can be really challenging to know what emotional health looks like because emotional health is not some vague feeling that's going to happen to you in the future. You have to be able to have some metrics to know what emotional health is, and so you can know what it will feel like when you get there. People want to know what the pathway to emotional health with type 1 diabetes is, and what are the steps they need to take to get there. There's not necessarily a clearly defined path. I really believe that there are three pillars of emotional health that build upon each other. And if you're able to have a solid foundation in those three pillars, you're going to be in a great place to be emotionally healthy with type 1 diabetes. So in this episode, I want to talk about what emotional health with type 1 diabetes looks like. And then I want to talk about the three pillars of emotional health in general terms. And over the next couple of weeks on the podcast, we're going to talk about the pillars in more detail and steps you can take to have a solid foundation in each of those three pillars. So let's get started. In my experience, there are a lot of misconceptions about what emotional health actually looks like. And on that note, I want to start off this discussion talking about what emotional health with type 1 diabetes is not. We oftentimes think that if we're emotionally healthy with diabetes, that life will be perfect. And there's not going to be a problem in the world. All of the stress of diabetes is going to go away. And while that is an ideal and to aim for, let's be honest, that's not going to be possible. Diabetes is stressful, and there's not much we can do about that. And so emotional health with type 1 diabetes is not feeling great all the time. It's not being happy all the time. 
it's not never feeling burnt out, frustrated, or stressed out about diabetes. Not at all. It's also not having perfect blood sugars. I know plenty of people who are emotionally healthy with diabetes, and their blood sugars are far from perfect. It's how they respond to those blood sugars, how they allow them to affect their emotional state is really what helps them to be emotionally healthy with diabetes. It's also not escaping or avoiding or getting rid of all of the stress of type 1 diabetes. I've learned over the years that as much as we try, there's no way to escape the stress. And actually, trying to escape the stress makes you even more stressed out. And so part of emotional health is recognizing that diabetes is going to be stressful and that you can't escape the stress. To be okay with that and to ride the wave of the stress of diabetes as opposed to trying to control it. So what is emotional health and how will you know when you've gotten there? I want to propose a definition here. Emotional health with type 1 diabetes is not letting those things, and what I mean by those things is the stress, the anxiety, the burnout, the overwhelm, get in your way. We have to recognize that those things are going to happen. And as much as I wish they weren't, they are. They happen to me on a regular basis, and I know that they happen to you. I want to propose a question to you. What would life be like for you if you were able to do whatever you wanted to do in your life? And diabetes didn't get in the way. Think of all the ways that diabetes gets in your way right now. I know people who will not go to the beach because of diabetes, or they have trouble going swimming or motorcycle riding. They have trouble doing lots of things because of their diabetes, either because they're worried about low blood sugar, or they're worried about how they're going to manage diabetes, or they're very self-conscious of their devices. Diabetes gets in the way. But what would happen if you still experience the stress of diabetes? And you still experience the burnout that happens sometimes. But those things no longer got in your way. My guess is that those things would become a lot less relevant to you. You might not even recognize when you are stressed because it's not bothering you as much. And so emotional health is experiencing the stress and not letting it bother you and not letting it affect what you're able to do in your life. I actually think that we talk about the emotional challenges of diabetes in the wrong way. What I mean by that is that we focus too much on the emotions. We focus on the burnout, the depression, the anxiety. While those things are important to recognize because they're in your face all the time and that's what you're feeling, I think that what we need to really focus on in emotional health with diabetes is not only those things, but we want to focus on the end goal. And the end goal is not necessarily not to feel those things. The end goal is the answer to this question. What will you be able to do if those things didn't get in your way? We have to look at how the emotional challenges of diabetes get in your way and figure out what we can do not to get rid of them because that may be an uphill battle that we can't win. But what can we do to make sure those things don't get in your way? And if you're able to do whatever you want to do in your life, even if you're feeling those feelings, even if you're feeling frustrated and upset and angry and embarrassed, then those feelings become so much less important and so much less relevant in your life. When we're talking about emotional health and diabetes, we cannot only focus on the emotions. 
The emotions are the barrier, the barrier to getting you where you want to be. And so if we focus on the end goal and figure out how to navigate around those barriers, we're in a much better place. As I mentioned before, when we talk about the emotional challenges of diabetes, we often use these vague and nondescript terms, and we really have no idea what the ideal outcome is going to be. If you want to feel a certain way, that's not an ideal outcome. And the reason being is that there's no path to get there. It takes the power away from you and puts the power in the hands of your emotion. You say, my goal is not to feel stressed anymore. Well, good luck with that. If we put the entire bet on our emotional health, on changing the way that we're feeling, we're going to be in trouble because there's no direct path to get there and there's no clear path to get there. But if we put our bet on a behavioral outcome, something we want to be able to do that we feel like we can't do right now, that puts the power back in your hands. And it gives you the opportunity to find a pathway to get to that behavioral outcome. And guess what happens? When we get to those behavioral outcomes, the emotions generally follow along. So if you're able to do what you want in your life and be free and flexible in your life without diabetes getting in your way, the emotions generally aren't that big of a deal or they may even go away. But we have to lead with action as opposed to leading with our emotions. So the bottom line is emotional health with type 1 diabetes is not letting the emotions of diabetes get in your way. It's being able to experience the emotions and not let them bother you enough to be barriers to doing what you want to do in your life. And if you can set some very clear goals as to what you want to do and work toward doing those, even with the stress and other tough emotions with diabetes long for the ride, in my mind, that is the definition of emotional health. Being able to have the emotions, but not let them impact you one bit. I want you to take a minute and answer this question. I want you to identify and even write down one or two things that you feel that you can't do, that you really want to do, because the emotional challenges of diabetes get in your way. And think about why those things are important to you. And if you can really identify some things that are important to you, you have your end goal. And now all you need is a pathway to get there. How do you get to the place where you can do those things and not let the emotional challenges of diabetes be barriers to getting there? Once you identify those things, then the pathway becomes a whole lot easier because you know where you're going and now you just have to figure out how to get there. And I want to give you three pillars that you can follow to help you get to that place, no matter what your emotional challenges are and no matter what your behavioral goal is. These pillars can help you get there. Pillar number one is diabetes education. I really believe that good diabetes education is the most important part of mental and emotional health with type 1 diabetes. If you don't understand diabetes and don't understand how to manage it, you're going to have a really hard time dealing with diabetes and dealing with the emotional challenges of diabetes. If you have no idea what you're doing, diabetes becomes infinitely more stressful. Without good diabetes education, you're never going to feel steady on your feet. 
you're always going to feel like your blood sugars are out of control and you have no idea what you can do to manage them well. You're going to feel overwhelmed and unsteady on your feet. And you're probably going to have some pretty crazy blood sugars all the time. Without good education, you're going to feel like you're walking in the dark. That is not something you have to do. Even with good diabetes education, you may not always know the answer and you may not always know what to do, but at least you have the tools that you need to to try to figure it out. So the first step to emotional health with type 1 diabetes is really understanding diabetes and what it is and how it's managed. And by doing that, you'll become more confident in yourself that you have the skills to deal with the stresses when they come along. I think it is very root. Diabetes is a problem-solving condition. You are thrown a bunch of problems on a daily basis, and you have to figure out how to deal with those problems. You have to figure out how to treat your highs and treat your lows and bolus for meals and deal with exercise and stress and all of those things. And without good diabetes education, get your insulin to carb ratio right, get your correction factor right, knowing how much insulin to take at certain times of the day, you're going to be feeling really unsteady and like you're walking blind. There's no better path to poor emotional health with type 1 diabetes than not having a clue as to what you're doing. Now, we all know that diabetes is not a check-in-the-box condition, and so diabetes education gives you a foundation, but it also gives you problem-solving skills so you can deal with those unexpected situations that come up, and you can deal with your blood sugars on your own, but do it with confidence. And if you're on solid ground and steady on your feet, the rest of diabetes and the other pillars of emotional health with type 1 diabetes become a lot easier to take on. The second pillar of emotional health with type 1 diabetes is your mindset. Your mindset is the way that you see diabetes in your life. And it includes your beliefs about diabetes and also the stories you tell yourself about diabetes. Your mindset encompasses everything that you do with all your thoughts, emotions, and experience of living with diabetes. I said this before, but I'll say it again. I'm a big believer that you can't control your thoughts about diabetes. And most of the time, you can control your emotions around diabetes. You can certainly do things to influence them, and good diabetes education is a great start. But in the end, you're going to have some tough thoughts. You're going to have some tough emotions. You're going to have some tough days. And your mindset is how you approach those things. What do you do when those tough things come along? And being able to change your mindset and deal with those tough things is really the key to emotional health with diabetes. Your thoughts, your emotions, and your overall experience are the things that get in the way of your behavior. And so you have a choice. You have a choice about how you approach and how you interact with those things, even if you don't have a choice about having them in the first place. So if you're able to change your mindset and approach these challenges in a different way, taking steps forward to achieve your goals and do the things that you want to do in your life become a whole lot easier. And that leads us to pillar number three, your behavior. This is the big one. And it's probably the most important part of emotional health with type 1 diabetes. You cannot have a solid grasp of this pillar without a solid grasp of diabetes education and without starting to change your mindset. 
And being in a good place with diabetes education, as well as with your mindset, really paves the way to allow you to behave in the way that you want to in your life. I really believe that once you're able to do whatever you want with type 1 diabetes, then all of those negative thoughts, negative emotions will become background noise, and they just won't matter as much anymore. So getting to a place where you're able to do those things that you really want to do is the absolute pinnacle of emotional health with type 1 diabetes. So how do you apply this in your own life? You've already started. The first thing to do is to identify your end goal in your life with type 1 diabetes. And hopefully you did this at the beginning of this episode. If you haven't done it yet, no problem. Put this episode on pause and think for a minute, what are the things that you want to do in your life with type 1 diabetes that you feel that you can't do right now? The more specific you can be, the better, because you want to make sure that you know when you've arrived there. So for example, I work with somebody who really wants to be able to go on a bike ride with his daughter. And one of the reasons why he feels he can't do that right now is because he's worried about his blood sugars and what will happen when he's on that bike ride. So for him, being able to take his daughter on a bike ride is the end goal. And it will be very clear to him when he gets there. Once you've identified that thing or those things that you want to do, work backwards and look at all of the reasons why you think you can't do those things right now. They may be thoughts, they may be emotions, they may be experiences. Don't worry about what they are. Just write them all down. And once you do this, take a look at this list. Take all of the items and separate that list into categories. Separate them into diabetes education, mindset, or behavior. And my guess is that nearly everything that's holding you back will fall into one of these three categories. Now you have a path forward in order to get to where you want to be. We'll start off with diabetes education and then move to mindset and then eventually move to behavior. And I know that once you're on solid ground in all three of these areas, the sky's the limit for what you can do and your emotional health will be in a much better place. In each of the next three weeks, we're going to take a deep dive into each one of these pillars and talk more about the things that you can do to get on solid ground in each of these pillars of your emotional health with type 1 diabetes. So please be sure to tune in for all of those episodes. I know you'll find them helpful, and I cannot wait for you to use them to get on a solid path to emotional health with type 1 diabetes. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I so appreciate you listening. I really hope you get a lot out of this podcast. If it's been helpful for you, please do me a favor and jump on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. That really helps me get the word out about this podcast so it can help more people with type 1 diabetes. Every week I get emails and DMs from my podcast listeners, and I can't tell you how much I love it. So if you've been wanting to write me and say hello, please do. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or send me a DM on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. And always remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. 
I will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.